Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Is it possible that Isaiah chapter 17 and Ezekiel chapter 38 are speaking of the same prophetic event? Today, Pastor J.D. explores this possibility. The most important fact that we must keep in mind is that we have a current president whose top goal is to bring peace to the Middle East. He sees this as his greatest deal. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on April 7th, 2019. So, for today's update, really looking forward actually to the update today. I'm going to paint the prophetic canvas with a broad brush of sorts. And what I'm hoping to do is provide all of us, myself included, a better perspective, specifically as it relates to the direction that everything is going in the days and weeks and months that lie ahead. In order to do that, I want to color in the backdrop, as it were, with specific prophecies that speak to what is happening now in real time, geopolitically. And I want to begin with Isaiah chapter 17 in its entirety, which is a prophecy with specificity about the destruction of Damascus, Syria, by way of the Golan Heights, much in the news today for obvious reasons about the Golan, which we'll talk about more. I want to draw your attention to the latter part of Isaiah 17, which seems to indicate that the destruction of Damascus serves as a catalyst for the Ezekiel 38 prophecy. So verses 12 through 14, the last three verses of Isaiah 17, uh, I would encourage you to turn there if you want. I'm going to highlight a couple of things here in these verses, beginning in verse 12. Woe or a curse to the, note this, multitude of many people, who make a noise like the roar of the seas and to the rushing of nations, plural, nations, plural, that make a rushing like the rushing of mighty waters. The nations, 
plural again, verse 13, will rush like the rushing of many waters, but God, I like that, I love those two words, but God will rebuke them and they will flee far away and be chased like the chaff of the, I want to highlight this, mountains, mountains before the wind, like a rolling thing before the whirlwind. Then behold, at eventide, trouble. Notice the specificity of this. And before the morning, overnight, if you please. He, he, interesting, is no more. This is the portion of those, and here's another interesting detail, who plunder us, dare I say, as Ezekiel 38 verse 13 would say, to take a spoil, booty, plunder, and the lot of those who rob us take from us that which we possess. Interesting. Now, Listen as I read the last three verses of Ezekiel 38 and see if it doesn't sound like the last three verses of Isaiah 17 that we just read. Verse 21. I will call for a sword against Gog throughout all my, here it is, mountains, says the Lord God. Every man's sword will be against his brother, and I will bring him to judgment with pestilence and bloodshed. I will rain down on him, on his troops, plural, and on the many peoples, plural, who are with him, flooding rain, great hailstones, fire, and brimstone. Thus, verse 23, I will magnify myself and sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations, plural. Then they shall know that I am the Lord. Think this through. You've got Russia, Iran, Turkey, et al, all at the ready in Syria as we speak, waiting for the green light, as it were, to invade Israel vis-a-vis the Golan from Syria, exactly as we were told they would. But God... <laughs> is going to deal them a decimating defeat. And it's going to be quick. I would submit that both Isaiah 17 and Ezekiel 38 are describing the same event. Namely, that of this defeat, which according to Isaiah, may be within a period of only 24 hours. Even tide and by morning would even suggest perhaps overnight 12 hours. That's how fast it's going to be. Now why is that important? Because 
If that's how it goes down, and it most certainly could, then it would stand to reason that there would be this immediate acceptance of a peace agreement. A ceasefire, then this peace agreement that some believe is prophesied in Daniel 9.27. Again, very specific. In Ezekiel 38 verse 19, it says this. It says there's going to be this great earthquake when Ezekiel 38 happens. Now why is that important? Because a great earthquake in Israel would have the propensity to change the topography, particularly the Temple Mount. That's the problem. If you were to take everything that is happening right now and boil it down to one thing, it's the Temple Mount, where today there is the Mosque of Omar, also known as the Dome of the Rock. Some believe it is exactly at the very location where the temple once stood and the Holy of Holies was, and the Shekinah glory of God dwelt. Now, bear with me, and please know that I in no way wish to posture myself as dogmatic about this scenario. However, I do want to propose it nonetheless. Had an online member send me a very interesting uh, one-page writing on just the, the scenario of how all of this could play out and go down. And I started just really revisiting a lot of the passages, and it just all started to kind of click and and makes sense. And the biggest issue, as it comes down to, is this dispute over the Temple Mount and the rebuilding of the third temple. I truly believe that everything is headed in this direction, so much so that it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, And perhaps more importantly, it's a matter of how quickly it will all happen. It's my belief that it will all happen very, very fast. It almost has to. Lest one accuse me of bordering on the sensational, kindly allow me to share three news articles from just the last several days, starting with this Times of Israel report about Syria vowing to recapture the Golan from Israel, quote, by all means. The Times quoted Syria's foreign minister, Walid Mo'allem, no relation to Wahid. That's Walid, just so we're clear. Walid Mo'allem as saying, quote, Syria will liberate the occupied occupied Golan by all means and all choices on the table. We have will, 
and determination. And our war since 2011 is to protect Syria's sovereignty and independence and to liberate every inch of its territories. Oh, Walid, you need to read. (laughs) Isaiah 17, it doesn't say that. It says this. That was on Thursday. On Wednesday, the Times of Israel published another report about the chairman of the far-right party, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly, Zehut Felin, saying that he wants to build the third temple immediately. He told the Ma'ariv Jerusalem Post Conference in Tel Aviv, quote, I don't want to build a temple in one or two years. I want to build it now. Okay. There's a, there's a guy that is a notorious builder in real estate. Oh, see, you guys are really gracious. I know I'm going to get it. I always do. Here's the problem. Whenever I mention President Trump, and I'm always careful to say President Trump, because one time I said just Trump, and oh my goodness, I was excoriated online. Not you guys. You guys are beautiful. But uh, I was excoriated. You call him President Trump. I'm like, okay, sorry. Here's the thing. If I say something good about President Trump, then there's, you know, all these people that say, how can you be, you know, a supporter of of Trump? That's President Trump. Okay, President Trump. (laughs) And then if I say something maybe critical of Trump, then I got the other side going, you know, God put him in that position for such a time as this. I'm like, whatever. (laughs) I feel better now. I just had to get that philipsis off my chest. (laughs) It was published in the Jerusalem Post. And again, just bear with me. The title simply is, Trump isn't Cyrus yet. Listen to a couple of quotes. Following President Trump's proclamation, Recognizing Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights on Monday, Prime Minister Netanyahu compared the American leader to Cyrus the Great. The article goes on to say, and I quote, It is surely significant that the U.S. president recognized Israel's sovereignty over the Golan Heights, and we are grateful that he declared Jerusalem to be the eternal capital of the Jewish people. However, for President Trump to truly earn the comparison to Cyrus the Great, there is one final piece of real estate real estate that deserves his attention. I'll never forget, actually I was being interviewed uh, by Jan Markell uh, for her radio broadcast, and it was right after President Trump was elected President Trump, President Trump. <laughs> And I made the comment 
that I truly believed at that time that the election of Donald Trump as the President of the United States would in fact speed up the fulfillment of Bible prophecy. My sense was that, I mean, first of all, (laughs) who knew, right? God knew. But I just had this sense and this discernment, if you will, that this man was going to bring about the fulfillment of Bible prophecy much faster now that he is the President of the United States. And oh my goodness, two years later, who is Cyrus? I'm so glad you asked. Ezra chapter 1, verses 1 and 2 I'll read. Now, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, modern-day Iran, so that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and also put it in writing, saying, Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, All the kingdoms of the earth the Lord God of heaven has given me, and he has commanded me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. That's the temple. And he did it. And that's why everybody is comparing Trump to Cyrus. So, I'm going to show you this picture. I, it's a, actually, I took the photos of it. It's this. And on the front is a, uh, an image of Cyrus and Trump. And on the back is an image of the temple. Call me silly. But wouldn't it seem that this is the direction all of this is going? Wouldn't it, and again, I just bring it, okay? I know what you're thinking right now, because I can read your minds. Yes, Lord, I, I know what you're thinking. Whoa, that was, whoa. I rebuke you. <laughs> I'm kidding. Stop. Some of you are going, <gasps> Are you suggesting that Trump is the Antichrist? No! But come on. Is this not exactly what we were told would happen? Is it not happening? Is this not the direction that it's going? You go to Israel today and you talk to any Jew and the first thing they will tell you is, we want our temple. Especially when you go to the Western Wall, which we always do whenever we go. It's all about the temple. They need their temple. Well, we got a real estate developer and builder who's pretty good at building Things like this. Call me silly, 
Isn't that what it looks like? Cyrus rebuilt the Jewish temple, and now Trump, the builder, the quintessential, oh, he's the art of the deal, art of the deal, peace deal, and the quintessential builder of builders. Perfect. They need both. There it is. You know, on Tuesday, the elections are going to be held in Israel. And the jury's out on who will be the prime minister. Many are praying, and rightfully so, I understand why, for Netanyahu to be reelected as the prime minister of Israel. That's on Tuesday. This is in two days. And oh, by the way, I think you know this. I hope you know this. If you don't know this, you're going to know this now, because I'm going to tell you this. (laughs) After the Tuesday elections, that peace deal, the ultimate deal, as it's been dubbed, long anticipated in the works for two years, peace deal, is going to be unveiled. Not a moment too soon. Just in time. Now, some of you might be thinking to yourself again, because I can read your minds. <laughs> um, how do you get from the declaration of Israel's sovereignty uh, in the Golan to the rebuilding of the temple in Jerusalem on the Temple Mount? Again, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> you asked, right? doesn't matter. I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> so you've got Isaiah 17, which I believe is the trigger, the catalyst, as we just saw, for the fulfillment of Ezekiel 38, where they invade Israel, are dealt a decimating defeat, which will have all of the nations, plural, screaming, pleading, begging for peace. And if that earthquake that is foretold in Ezekiel 38 takes place and changes the topography in this decimating defeat of these nations within a period of 24, even 12 hours, perfect. Perfect. Daniel 9.27. Here's your temple. Here's your peace covenant. Now, here's the question. Where does the rapture fit into that? Oh, I am so glad you asked that one. (laughs) It is my belief that the rapture of the church of Jesus Christ has to come either prior to or in concert with the fulfillment of Isaiah 17 and Ezekiel 38, which are on the cusp of being fulfilled. Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. 
This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's Prophecy Update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this Prophecy Update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s Prophecy Updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this prophecy update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.